that. And Monte so Morris so. and Monte Morris had 28 coming off the bench. Mm. That and and I know you said that it was like the Blazers team was playing like trash, but shit, when you got three, you got three dudes, one of one of whom is coming off the bench scoring 25 plus. And, that made all the difference. And you also have and you also have the the uh MVP on your team. Like that 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 also makes a difference in and and is a big factor in keeping you in that game to begin with. But it that also doesn't help that Damian Lillard was the only player over 20 points. Like the second leading scorer under Damian Lillard was Rob Covington with 19 points. And then McCollum had 18. So yeah, Dame needs more help from his supporting cast. And also it doesn't help that Nurk, who is probably their only legit matchup on Jokic, fouled out in the middle of the fourth quarter. I think he I think he had like four fouls going in, going into like halftime. I could be wrong about that. But I wouldn't be surprised though, because like he is like you know like prone to getting fouls. You know most big uh, players are though. But yeah. But um, do you think this is Terry Stotts last last year in Portland? Hmm. Probably. Like I don't, I'm not too sure. Hmm. It depends on whether or not they can come back and win this series, honestly. Because yeah, I mean, this this series is like not over. Like this, yeah, is, like this series has been probably the closest series out of out of any of these playoffs. So like, it is. I have no reason to believe it's over. But if Port can't come back, then yeah, it might be a wrap. Because like something yeah, would have to change. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Because like I said, if Portland uh, loses the series, I was like Damian Lillard's future. Like it, you know, isn't questioning. Honestly, they lose this series. You know, whether he's probably going like you know stay in Portland or not. So, like, and ter- what, like, maybe when it comes to maybe Damian Lillard staying on the team, or when it comes to like, you know, front office changes, who knows? So, mm, I'm not mm, too sure. Yeah, I, I think, I think Stotts is done. Like, if they lose this series, like, the, I feel like the, I feel like the only rate, the only way that, uh. Portland keeps Terry's Terry Stotts is if they make the finals, which I don't think that's going to happen. So I think this is Terry Stotts' last go round in Port in Portland. Um, the scary all- thing is, though, the scary thing is, if Portland does make it out of this first round, they could make the finals. They really because, could, because it's like for this applies to both the Blazers and the Nuggets. Whoever wins this series. Is there any team in the Western Conference where you look at them and you go, this team is definitely going to beat Denver. They're definitely going to beat Portland. As- no, I can't see the Jazz beating Denver. I just can't. Like, I don't know. I, but the, and, 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 and that's what's also crazy about the Lakers just collapsing in this, in this, in this first round is for real, for real, the only team that I feel like can beat any team in this Western Conference is the Lakers, where they're going to be like legit favorites. Is the Lakers because they're that good? But with the Lakers gone, you you, you know, say they get knocked out tomorrow, you know, shoot, like. <laughs> 
Yeah, like, like, like I said, I don't know. In, in the Western Conference. But I say that's just what I was what I was getting at. I don't know if y'all y'all got that because like my connection was kind of weird for a second. But like, I don't know if there's any other team in the Western Conference where you look at them and you go, "This team is definitely going to beat the Nuggets," or they're definitely going to beat the Blazers. Right. And. It's going to be interesting. And like you said, Evan, this series is not over. I also agree with you on the on the you're up by three. Foul the man. Make him shoot free throws. All you got to do is inbound the ball and then they got to foul you. And now you got to make free throws. So that I'm not mad at Mike Malone for not fouling, but I would have fouled. In that instance, behind sight, hindsight is always 2020. Um, Michael Michael Porter was on the right track when he found when he fouled Dame, because because it's like we probably won't have to speak on that call, so like why not just rip that bandaid off? Like my take is officially, officially that was a foul. If we go by the official rule book, that was a foul. But I've also seen that same. We've also seen that same that same sequence go uncalled. How many times? Like that same sequence goes uncalled every single every single game. So it's like, I don't know if they had to call it, but officially it was. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, that's the crazy, and that's one thing that I, that I will um, put on referees is that sometimes they do get caught in those, in those little crossroads with those, with those types of calls. Um, I feel like if you make that same call, like say if that happened right the first quarter and you call that a foul in uh, the first quarter, it's a foul in the fourth and it's a foul in overtime. It's a foul when it really matters. So as long as they're consistent with it, um, it, it all depends on who the referees are. Um, it all depends on what the outcome of that call will, will, will be. But moving on, um, we have one of our Eastern Conference semifinals matchups going on. The one that we talked about extensively on the last pod, the Brooklyn Nets will be playing the Milwaukee Bucks. Brooklyn just beat just beat Boston yes, yesterday, winning the series in five games. I was really hoping Boston would win that game yesterday so it, so it could go back to Boston because I, I wanted to see that so bad. That would have been funny. to see I wanted to see but, um, Boston to go outside in Boston. So bad. But there's a couple of things that we got. It would have been messy, though, bro. It would have been messy. You know, that was like them throwing the water bottle. They would have probably tried more. Yeah. But yeah. we got a we got a couple of things that we got to talk about in terms of this Brooklyn-Boston series. I'm sure we all knew Brooklyn was going to win. Um... We said it when Boston won the play-in tournament. You, you know, it's it's like, well, Boston should have just let the Wizards take care of the Nets. Exactly. That exactly. would have been a better series. They they should have just gone ahead and went ahead and yeah, let, let us handle it. Yeah, honestly, it would have been. They should have went ahead and handled it, let us handle it. Although Celtics the only no the only credence I can give them, the only credence I can give them on that front, they definitely wouldn't have beat Philly either. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Well, but, they just really had no business being in the playoffs period this year, honestly, because they just struggled overall. And now we're seeing all these 
now we're like the front office is getting exposed. Finally, oh, we're seeing all this mess going just, on. I was just yeah. about to get to that. I was just about to get. But, but 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 before we but before we go there, mm-hmm. um, this this uh, <laughs> this lucky thing, bro. Like the Celtics logo, you, you you know, like you seen Kevin Garnett pop off on Kyrie about it. Big baby, I didn't see the video yet about it. I gotta see him. <laughs> um, I mean, it was, I mean, it was like a little social media posting. They were just oh. defending. They were just saying that Kyrie should have done that. That, um, if you're a Celtic, you if you're a real Celtic, you understand that you don't disrespect lucky like you know like like that and and i kind of equate it to how people felt about juju smith schuster dancing on team logos before you know before you know before the football games Mm -hmm. i get it but at the same time if you're trying to use that in defense of a man throwing a water bottle at Kyrie irvin then you need you need to seek special. You help. need help. You, you really do. Need like, to seek honestly, that fan is basically like a felon. That's like assault. Like honestly, like that is attempted assault. That like, actually a felony charge. Assault. Like yeah, in an arena, yeah, that's like, a felony charge. Like, I'm Hope not even charged, being funny. That is attempted assault. What that yeah, fan bro, Like because that could have been bad. Honestly, that water bottle actually hit him, and that like yeah, bro, that made no sense. But we also because I mean, my because my kill is like Kyrie did absolutely nothing wrong because like Darian Mark, we all know. When you win, you get to talk shit. You get to talk your shit. It's so not like really, Kyrie started it. So yeah, like like so so when Kyrie stepped on that logo, that was just him talking his shit. That, that, that which he is allowed to do because he won. Kyrie's been a bigger like, person for so long, bro. Like, like all the stuff he's done. Because in, like, reali- he's in so reality, for the, like, like come on, bro. If, if you a Celtics, if you a Celtics fan, you you don't like it. Tell your team to play better next game. Exactly, bro. It's like, like you know, so much like racial slurs and everything. Like, like imagine, like at the end of the day, Italy, bro. Like, like that that was not the part of that game that Celtics fans needed to be mad about. What they needed to be mad about is how they team missed 27 free uh, 27 threes. What they needed to be mad about what they needed to be mad about is how the Nets bench scored 21 points, 14 of which came from one person, Ridiculous. and they still lost. That's what they needed to be mad about. Yeah, hey, bro, the bump, like, honestly, bro, like, they've been playing, like, some bums, honestly. It's like, you know, they've been hyped up and everything, but they've been playing, like, under expectations this year. And with the fans on the water bottle and everything, it's like, you know, you're, like, getting mad at Kyrie, but yet look at your team and everything. You know, your team sucks and everything. Kyrie has the right to simply step on the logo. You're lucky. Like, Kyrie's been a bigger person throughout this whole, like, you know, situation and boss and everything like that. He's been trying to stay quiet and everything. And he's like, you know, you can like say all like the racial slurs you want to like Kyrie and stuff like that. But when you start like actually trying to get physical and like, you know, trying to hurt this man, I was like, all right, bro, it's like more than basketball now. It's like, come on. And like, we really do got to talk about with these NBA fans lately because uh, yeah. it, it's crazy it. because it's like, it's not just show like privilege, bro. It's like, you give these Americans too much privilege, bro. It's like, open everything back up. Boom, they don't know how to act, man. It's ridiculous, man. These are grown adults on top of that. Like some are worse, you know, who are worth their kids on top of that. It's just ridiculous. Like people got to do better. Those are setting bad examples, honestly. And and just and just are. and just and just for context, we had a fan throw a fan in Philly throw popcorn at Russell Westbrook as he was walking through the tunnel 
into the locker room. That's the part. We while, had multiple was, incidents. In, in while he was injured, mm-hmm. we we had a fan spit, a Wizards fan spit on Trey Young. Mind you, not the him. Spit no, that was a Knicks fan that spit on Trey. Young. I mean, Knicks fan. No, I'm talking about a Wizards fan. I was man, like yeah. he ran on the court too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was, was like I was, another I was, incident. I was, I was I was about to get to that. Oh yeah. We had, mm-hmm. we had a we had a Knicks fan spit on Trey Young over fifty cent. No, over fifty cents, girl, and <laughs> and spit on Trey and spit on Trey Young. Trey Trey Young didn't. He didn't even realize you know, it, bro. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't know the slightest. I don't think no one would would have would have uh, known. Um, this guy called on camera. We had fans. <laughs> we had fans in Utah harass John Morant's family. Now that's something we ain't really talk about. Yeah, that kind of got swept under the rug we, by the media. Like, like we have people. It really did. We, we had people like disrespecting his father, calling, calling, calling his mom the B word, yelling out vulgar sexual things at John Morant's mother, with John Morant's dad, his wife, her husband, sitting, sitting right there. We 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 had that, and then. We have a fan running onto the court in the middle of the Wizards Sixers game, which was funny as hell. Bro, the camera, if you saw it on live TV, bro, like the camera got all of that for like a long time. Like, don't how usually the cameras like go off the TV really fast. No, actually, the camera, like, the camera only caught like, the end. The camera yeah, only caught still, the end. Like, dude was on the court for like, dude was on the court for like a good three, four seconds before that. Yeah, but like all you saw was just doing on the ground and everything. Like, it's pretty much like tackle him. People was talking about, bro, the, the, uh, Watching a football team needs to like what's it called a sign that man because like that was like wow how you just like, got tackled it's like what in the world everyone was just confused I'm just like what it's like the camera just cut over there this dude was just on the ground like this dude wearing like a I don't know he's got a yellow jacket I don't know what he was like wearing but it's just like huh like what is going on but that that's just wild bro these fans it's like this is coming to more than basketball this is coming to like some WWE type of stuff but what sample was here to compare that because you no know, you'll be dying right now. But yeah, this is like it seems like it sounds like the WWE, bro. Like, come on, bro. The NBA, was, they had to step up with security wise. <laughs> I was, I was, I was there, and I'm just sitting there chilling, and um, <clears throat> I was in a chilling, excuse me. And next thing I know, like I'm looking at Bradley Bill, and there's some dude running right up behind him. I'm like, what the hell? And then he. <laughs> And then he running up, touching you know, you know, touching the backboard. And I'm thinking he's probably gonna gonna flail around and run a lap, probably around the court. This and 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 the fourth. But all he did was just try and touch the backboard. And then he tried to touch the the uh, the uh, the uh, net. And then he ran right into the security guard. And I'm like, bro, Idiot. what are you doing? Idiot you burnt doing? out, bro. I'm like, if you gonna uh. like, like if like if I'm gonna run on the court, I'm going to make it worthwhile. I'm yeah, saying bro. I'm gonna make these niggas chase like, me. Like, come on, it's stupid, son. Like, come it on. It was like, mid. It was very. It was very mid. And I was like, <laughs> like I five seconds more. of clout, bro. Like, <laughs> like you're gonna go out, like go out, like with a bang, bro. Like, come yeah, on, exactly. <laughs> that is, that's funny. <laughs> like, like, come like, on, at least go with a bang. <laughs> like, at least do something. Yeah, but it's like... um, <laughs> but. But did y'all? But did y'all hear about um? What happened with, with uh John Moran's family? Uh, I've been hearing like bits and like, you know, like what a little bit of details. Yeah, yeah, because I ain't really hear nothing about what. 
Yeah, oh, same. Not too much. Let me look it up real, real, real quick. I mean, because I mean, basically, I mean, basically, like, like I said, it was just like it was just like fans were like yelling, uh, just being very disres- disrespectful to um, to John Moran's family, and they were just. I think they were talking about his daughter. They were talking about his mother. They were talking about his dad, and they were and they were just being very. It was just it was very bad. You know how Utah Jazz fans are. Yeah, you know, no surprise. And like, just, you know, it was yeah. so it was so bad where. Um, I know that the Jazz immediately. I think they pointed out the fans that that actually did it. I think they got the guys that that um that um did it. Um. And I think they said that they're banned from from um, the arena. I think they, uh, I think the jazz owner reimbursed um, Jaws family for um, like all the expenses were paid for like, their trip and um, everything, the tickets and this that and this that and and the fourth. I think they did a couple other things too, but um, it's just ridiculous. And I think outside of Boston. And Philly, Utah, them Utah fans are terrible. Like I've, 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 and I don't, and I don't know. Like, like Utah really just gets a really, really bad rap. And the NBA, and like you said, Mark, the NBA has to do something in regards to these to these fans. They gotta up their security um, now, like big time. I saw I saw something about like banning alcohol from um NBA arenas. Oh, people going to be pissed about that. And, yeah, Ooh. people going to be people, people going to be. Oh, that would be, be a big uproar. Uh, I don't honestly I hate to say it though. You know how America is. That's not a good move for the NBA. Uh, people. Well, the whole the whole thing is like about it's that. Not, uh, but, like it's not a good move, especially since you it, have especially since realistic. with not, the NBA bro. you have like marketing like sponsorship deals with several like like with several alcohol brands like yeah exactly, Light, you got Hennessy, yeah it's like a marketing standpoint, and all that business so standpoint to, so too to yeah all, so you'd have to cut all those off but at the end of the day the saddest thing is there is actually still valid logic and reasoning as to why they would do that yeah exactly because like these like because these fans are really they've gotten out of hand and yeah bro that, and like the warm, saddest part you know, about it is yeah, like the like saddest part about hole. it is like they real they realize like when when they go to a game like when they go to a game they don't see the players as people they just see them as entertainment exactly like they, they, basically like, like, like robot, basically like like robots like and animals yeah. and like they're yep. only there mm-hmm. for your amusement and, and as soon as they walk off the court they just don't exist no more that's these what, are human that's beings what, with feelings bro that's like what these, human beings that's with what like these real feelings see. like come on now like, and and they feel and they feel like and the downside to everything opening up, like one of the biggest downsides is people have an increased sense of entitlement because the logic is, oh, I spent the last year and a half in the house. You're not going to, I'm going to do whatever I want. You can't tell me nothing. Like, like see, that's like, the mindset. Stupid. Like, grow that's up, the you mindset. Know. And honestly, if you want my opinion, these fans will not be happy until, some, until a player, be it NBA, NFL, or any other league, walks up 
into them, like walks up into them stands and confronts them on it. Malice of the Palace, like I said, don't be. So they do a Like we don't, we don't yeah. want that to happen, but. The more the more these incidents keep happening, I want to be mad if it does this, happen. The more likely this is. It. Yeah, like honestly, if it happens, I'm like, well, yeah. If it does happen, I'm like, okay, well, it, it's well deserved. Like if it does, because it's like ridiculous, bro. Like he's a grown adult. It's not like like, it's like just yeah, absolute, kids, It's just absolutely like kids ridiculous. in middle school with like more sense and like you know at like a attendance meeting or whatever. You know, like like because it's, it's, like, it's like like come on now at like a sports event. Because it's like like bro, really like. This you is supposed to show how we live in the country, honestly. Because it's like <laughs> when you when you go to this game, these games, just remember, you are a grown ass man, dog. You are just a trying to have a good time, ass. bro. You are like, I get you trying to have a good time, but still, you are a grown like, ass to, man. Right. Like the least you could do is act like you got some damn house training. For real. Like, come on. And That's notice like, and notice how it's always older, middle aged. White men, yep, yeah, they, but they be the main ones. It's when it comes always, to alcohol, bro. They be getting mad men. drunk, but they be getting lit. I ain't gonna lie, bro. It's like they be the main ones, like with the alcohol and everything. They'll be the main ones protesting if they uh ban alcohol games and stuff. Like, shoot, they'll protest for that before they shoot protest for what's gonna call it police brutality. Hate to say it, but that's a sad truth. But yeah, they're the main ones going off like out of character, like out of character, like bro. It's just ridiculous. And the NBA really has to up the security. When it comes to this, because you don't want to see it like an incident where like a player like gets into it, like physically gets into it with a fan. Because honestly, if it wasn't for security, like holding back, you know, Kyrie and like um, what's gonna call the Westbrook, they would have like wouldn't have been in them stands though. Like that's the league. Those fans would have like how would they you know deserve that night, both those nights. Yeah, so that's all I gotta real, say. For real, for real. All right. So see, let's all, this, all this lead, all this leads me to believe I gotta put on a class of teaching these teaching these dumbasses how to. Cut up responsibly. <laughs> nah, for you real. really, you really do. Cut star Professor Johnson. I would just Honestly, like to say bro. that our main man Evan is officially a gift now. Yep. After what he done did last week at the Nats Brewers <laughs> game, and I would just like to say, bro, yo, I'm so proud of you. You got noticed, bro. I'm so like, proud by the Twitter page. <laughs> Not only was you on TV, but you got the Nats. Uh, Social media team just yeah. constantly using your gift, bro. I love it. I love it. Hey man, hey man. When you were checked, you were checked. Like, hey man, like the ticket was like a. Actually, I can't even front. The ticket was a birthday gift. I'm not even gonna act like I paid for that. <laughs> but like, the ticket was a birthday gift. But like, That's a lick, I came though, all the really? I came all the way from Bowie, so you know damn well I'm gonna get my money's worth. Hell yeah, bro. That's like a good they're half hour away, so of course. <laughs> Looks like you know that's your first time being there, and probably like who knows, in like a couple years, shoot. I don't blame you, bro. Like, wish I was able to go, but yeah, it's like you really like a whole gift now, man. Like, hey man, you know, hey, to cut hey, up man. responsibly. If the Wizards win tonight, you teach these fans right. If the Wizards win tonight, Game Six might be the move Friday. Dude, hey, yeah, I'm gonna be there. You never know. I'm gonna be there. <laughs> but but uh, so let's go back to Boston. I know y'all heard about what happened uh this morning. Basically, after the Celtics lost. Danny Ainge has basically stepped down as uh, president GM of basketball operations for the Celtics. Uh, Brad Stevens, who was the head coach, has stepped down from the head coach position, but now he's going to take over Danny Ainge's old position. And now the Celtics are in looking for a head coach. 
and that kind of um shook up the whole the whole uh Twitter NBA Twitterverse this morning, as well as making Stephen A get pissed off and walk off, set a first take. So right, I'm so happy I got to see that live. <laughs> like that was cool. Wow. Kyrie done broke the Celtics. <laughs> this man yeah. done single-handedly broke the Celtics. Hey, mission accomplished. Now the like, not, not no, nobody likes the real tragedy. Like, the real tragedy like, of the Boston, the real tragedy of the Boston Celtics is when you think about it. This is a Celtics organization that has had the most draft picks out of any team in the league since 2015. And they got taken out by a Brooklyn Nets organization that I'm convinced had the fewest. Like, they got taken out by a Brooklyn Nets team that is pretty much a blatant middle finger to the whole concept of tanking. And that's what Adam Silver likes best about him. You know, I just thought about that. If you think about it, the Celtics, they finesse, like, they thought they finesse the Nets the whole time. Like, now they, the Nets they, finesse them. They finesse them. They just lost to them. Like, yeah, like they traded like, with Brooklyn. They traded with Sacramento. Fire. I think there was a trade with Milwaukee yeah. in there, too. But, and, mm-hmm. like, the whole kill is they got beat by a team who, if you look at they st- the starting five they put out last night, not one of them, not one player was drafted by the Nets. Like, you had Kyrie Irving who was drafted by Cleveland. Joe Harris, also drafted by Cleveland. KD, drafted by All Seattle. New players, pretty much. James, like James mm-hmm. Harden, OKC. And the last one was Blake Griffin, Clippers. Not one player from the Nets starting five was drafted by the Nets. They are, a, like, they are a blatant middle finger to the concept of tank. And Adam Silver loves them for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... and... I don't know how I feel about it, man. I... I... I had a feeling that maybe Danny Ainge or uh, Brad Stevens, Brad Stevens was uh, gonna was going to be gone one of the two. But to think about how Brad Stevens has underachieved for, I, mean, well, I wouldn't say underachieved because, like Stephen A. said, he he's made it to the conference finals three out of the last five years, but. We always think about Boston as being like maybe just like one or two pieces away from being a true contender. And they just have never gotten that player. I don't know why. I think part of that is Danny Ames just not wanting to just he probably feels some type of connection to these young, these what were young Celtics, but he just didn't have the gall to get rid of some of them, I guess. But it's kind of sad in a sense. And I feel like Boston's not in a bad position but their window is closing. Um, I I'm kind of interested to see what Brad Stevens will do in that front office position. I think it's kind of messed up, as what Stephen A. said, uh, for this guy who basically has underachieved the last two three years of him being a head coach. 
he gets let go of his position or he steps down from his position and he basically gets a promotion. So you've shit the bed with this team for the last couple years. It's time for you to go. You go, but you're not going to another team to be a to be a head coach because maybe he will go to Washington when they let go of Scott Brooks. I would have liked to see him in Washington, but that's just me. But you basically say, oh, yeah, we'll let you go of your head coaching duties. But come up here in the front office. You can you can choose what players get to come on this team and you can choose the next head coach, too. You can choose your replacement. And if that ain't white privilege, I don't know what is. Of everybody on the Celtics roster, the only one I could see like 100% coming back to Boston is Jason Tatum. Because it literally makes no sense to trade. Yeah. Is he a, a free agent, a restricted free agent? No, I don't think he is. Because he, he did sign an extension like not too long ago, right? Yeah. Extension. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like he he got his bread. Like, yeah, he he's a he's a Celtic, he's gonna be a Celtic for a long time. Again, that, that's who they're gonna build around. As they should, but like I said, I feel like the window's closing. Um because I feel like Marcus Smart's gonna be out gonna be it's gonna be out the door. Um Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown's hurt. I mean, you can't trade someone that's hurt anyway. I mean, you still got that nucleus of Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum, but Kimba's been hurt. Kimba's not. Kimba's not that guy. Kimba's not Kimba. Not the Kimba that we thought would be. Um. So I don't. I don't. I don't know about Boston. Man. Everything just seems messy. Everything just smells that they're gonna go. That, that, that they're going to be in this playing position for a minute. That's what that says to me. And this man, Evan Fournier, looking for, what, four years, 11? This man out here looking for a bag. I don't know who won't pay it, but it shouldn't be Boston. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, he's, I mean, he's not that good anyway. So hello, people. Welcome to the 301 Outlet Podcast. It's only three of us today. That's why you're hearing my voice at the beginning and not Sampha's because Sampha has some stuff that he needs to take care of. So we're just going to be the other boys, myself, Darian, Mark, and Evan is here. Say what's up to the people, guys. What's up, what's up everybody? How y'all feeling? Well, of course, you can't chance to be back, but what's good, everybody? <laughs> hey, how y'all doing? All right, all right. And, and today we have a lot to talk about. Um, just want to get some things out the way. Um, I don't quite know where our plays and streams are. I probably should have looked that up before hand, but whatever. I looked that up real quick. Yeah. Yeah. But, Mm -hmm. but, but regardless, thank you for the support. Thank you for the love. Um, again, if you fuck with us, be a friend, tell a friend to get off the Pat McAfee show, but be a friend, tell a friend. Let people know about us. If you don't like us, well, fuck off. You know, just act like this never happened. You never heard our you never heard of our voices. We don't exist. We're on our way to two thousand. You know, total plays. So yeah, exactly. We're on our way to two thousand total 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 plays. You know, 
You gave us one. If you hate us and you're still getting notified on Twitter by some other pages too, you know, some little podcast pages, like, you know, we're getting some retweets from that. You know, y'all seen that page. Facts. So it's like, but we're getting some notoriety, you know, you know, some. Yeah, we getting some notoriety. We getting up there. We going, we going to get there. We going to get there. But for real, for real, thank y'all for the support. We love y'all. Shout out to the gang. Shout out to everyone. Um, so with that being said, some hell of a games went on last last night, and I don't know which one, as Evan just phased out, but I don't know which one we should uh we should talk about first, bro. I don't know if we should talk about Dame dropping fifty five. And the Blazers still lose, or Losing, we should like talk, that's heartbreaking, honestly. <laughs> or we should talk about the the Lakers just laying an egg. At, I just don't know. I, as a like, I don't know how to feel about that. I know the LA greats are like are pissed right now with that Lakers performance. And Snoop Dogg, he had the right to say what. He, well, he kind of think he was reaching when he said, "Oh yeah, the Clippers are like you know, oh yeah, they're like the team of LA." That was a reach, but. No, the Lakers, they they really disappointed, like, everybody, because nobody saw the Lakers, like, just getting whooped like that. I'm just like, bro, what is going on? Because, like, remember, I hit y'all up this morning. I'm just like, did y'all see that game last night? I just looked at the score. I'm like, whoa. All I saw is, like, the Suns blew out the Lakers, and, like, now they're, like, leading the series. I'm like, what is going on right now? It's just unpredictable. It's like, we're really seeing, like, some new stuff happening. Like, man. Well, I know for I know for me, I cut I cut the game on. I watched like the first five minutes, and it was and it was like the Lakers went on like an eleven to two run, or like an eleven to five run, and then after that, the Suns basically said, "Okay, y'all not gonna make jump shots all game." In fact, they didn't make jump shots all quarter. So, I think it was probably like. Around the six, seven minute mark, Devin Booker got fouled, right? A BS foul call. He ran into Marcus All, and then he just threw a shot up, banked off the backboard, and went in. I said, you know what? I've seen this before. I know how this game is going to go. I immediately turned that game off. I think I started watching some on YouTube. And then I was just scrolling through Twitter, scrolling through Twitter. And I was just seeing how the game was going. And I was like, yeah, I'm just not going to watch this. Obviously, we didn't threw that game away. We'll see what happens in um, in, um game six. But it just kind of goes back to what I told what I told y'all yesterday in um the, uh, the chat, which is just like, for one, AD was hurt. And it, this just goes to show how important AD is to the team. Because LeBron ain't had them boys ready. LeBron did not have them boys ready to play for once. In a game that actually mattered, he didn't have them ready to play. They looked like they just didn't want to be there. They were just like, okay, let's just throw this, cast this game away. Um, I feel like with AD not being there, it was kind of it kind of just was just just was just a blower. And then also the manner in which they lost the last the last game, I think it was just a blower to just the whole team, like just, and I think we kind of, I feel like we are what the Clippers were last year. I hate to say it to where we weren't, um, 
Like we just don't have that cohesion that we had last year and it's starting to show, you know, in these playoffs with our star players getting hurt and just us not ha- not being able to have as many games to play together. And I say all of that to say this, that I would rather us lose this series with eight and just tell AD and LeBron to get healthy for next year, then keep having LeBron play at 75% because he's obviously not himself. Um, then keep having LeBron play at 75% and just watch the Lakers go out sad. And then also rush AD back, trying to chase a ring that we're not going to get. I'd rather us just lose this series and just let them just, just get healthy in the off in the off season, have a full off season to recuperate, than have us just rush them back, have them playing when they're not fully healthy, and we just go out sad. Because even if we do beat this Suns team we're not beating Denver or Portland and our best bet is we get, is if we do win this series, our best bet is we get Portland because you can let Dame go off for 50, 60 and everyone else and just shut down everyone else and just let Dame do his, do his thing. And we can still win the series in like six games, but that's if we even get past Phoenix, which it really looks like we will not be able to do. Yeah. All right. Oh. So my whole my whole kill about the Lakers is basically it just it's just funny to me how people are surprised that a team that had to play in playing tournament is playing like a team that had to play in the playing tournament. Because don't get me wrong, I like the Lakers at full health are one of the most talented teams in the NBA. No question about it. But you got to ask yourself, why were they in the playing tournament if they they had all this talent? Simple answer. Because for most of the season, they were not at full health. And I just don't, don't understand why people just magically thought that once the playoffs started, oh, everybody was going to get healthy. LeBron was going to heal right up. Anthony Davis was going to heal right back up. Like, just put them put them to a Pokemon Center and boom, perfect, like, 100% health. Like, that's really what people thought was going to happen. But, like... Yeah, if, I'm not going to lie. I was one of those people. Like, like if... Too. Yeah. But, like... What people forget is playoffs or not, injuries don't work that way. Injuries do not heal up just overnight. It like takes that. time, yeah. Like it you do take regardless. time to heal. And like the and worst thing, you could, the, the, the worst, the worst thing you could do right now, as far as I know, we're we're talking about playoffs, but the worst thing you could do is rush a player back from injury at this point because because if a player is playing less than one hundred percent, now you're put now you're not just putting this playoff run on the line, you're putting next season on the line too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, but yeah. like, and it's like the last point. one I want to make, last one I want to make about the Lakers is, even if they were at full health, they weren't head and shoulders above the Suns. I mean, Phoenix was the number two seed for a reason. 
Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. Like, my, they, they yeah have, exactly. Because like, they have one of they have one of the best front courts in the league, and plus they got a capable like ball handler, ball handler perfect competent shooter in Devin Booker. They got a spot up shooter in um in Cam Johnson, and and they're all being led by a man in Chris Paul who goes to like who's known for going to teams and teaching them how to win. So like all, all of like all of that means even with a perfectly healthy team, this would not have been a sweep. This would have definitely gone at least six games anyway. So it's like I'm I don't know why everybody's surprised at this. Right, yeah, because like the Suns, it's not like the Suns are like a scrub team on top of that. Yeah, we do expect the Lakers to be, you know, that super team with, you know, aiding and LeBron at full health. But as we see, that's not the case. You know, they're human beings. It's like we're finally seeing LeBron age. You know, his age is finally catching up to him. And the Lakers, they were the seventh seed. They really didn't, you know, play the best this season. And the Suns were a number two seed. And, you know, they have Chris Paul and like, you know, in a young core around Chris Paul, which Chris Paul is like really mentoring uh, the team all around him. And that's why the Suns are so good. And now we're like seeing like the effect of like how Anthony Davis, you know, when he's not a full health, is like with just LeBron, he just can't do it by himself with like that squad around him. And now it's taking full effect. So if the Lakers do somehow like, you know, like possibly come back and win this series, you know, it's like the point is, it's like, you know, at what cost, you know, they're going into the second round all banged up. I don't know. It's like it's like a big risk, risk factor because there's no way to go into the finals anyway this year, you know. So that's that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. Um I would say that Mark, we're kind of on the same page because the reason why people thought that LeBron or that the Lakers would kind of just I don't want to say coast through, but they would figure it out is because LeBron has done this before. LeBron has taken, has put a team on his back and carried a team worse than the one that we have right now to the NBA to the NBA Finals. So he's done this before, but you have to think about LeBron has made deep playoff runs, I think maybe, what, like eight of the last 10 years? So it's kind of like father time is catching up to him. He just hurt his ankle. Ankle sprains are none to play with, especially if you're a player like LeBron who thrives off of athleticism. So with that being said, like he's going to be slowed down. Um, and then AD is just, AD is so damn injury prone, but it is what it is. Um, quick question before we move on to Damian Lillard. Do y'all think the Lakers are done? In this series, I give I give it a game seven. I give it to game seven. I may be wrong, but I don't think they're done. I don't uh, I think they win next game. That's me. Honestly, I think it's a wrap. I, I really think it's a wrap because, like, again, at full health, Phoenix's front court, I believe, was a match for the Lakers' front court. And now that that injuries have taken their toll, I believe the Suns have, have a clear advantage there, too. And they got, a, got an edge in the backcourt, which they already had to begin with. 
And that's even with Chris Paul's injury. The Suns' backcourt is still better because they got Devin Booker. So it's like, yeah, I I don't see this series coming out of L.A. All right, so you say Suns and six? Suns and six, man, I'm sorry. Yeah, Suns and seven. And you got Suns and seven. I have – I don't know. I want it, it to me. It all depends on Anthony Davis. If Anthony mm-hmm. Davis comes, if Anthony Davis comes comes back, then I got the Lakers in seven. But if he don't play tomorrow, it's a wrap. If he don't, if he don't, if he don't play tomorrow, the Suns gonna wrap it up in six. I don't see a godlike performance from from LeBron James and. And the Lakers can't shoot a rock into the ocean, so I I don't I don't I don't I just I just don't see it. I'm totally unfazed by the fact that the Lakers may lose in the first round to Phoenix. That's fine. Um, the only thing that I just am not ready for is just to hear the Lakers slander for the next. Six to yeah, about the next like not even six months, next like four, five months. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. To me, it all depends on what happens with Anthony Davis. But we all know that after I even for for me it was after the first quarter of that Lakers game, but no one watched the second half of that Lakers game because there was another game going on at the same time. The Denver Nuggets squeaked past the Portland Trailblazers in double overtime, 147 to 140. Although Damian Lillard scored 55 points and hit like three clutch threes to send to, you know, keep the Blazers in it in regular and regular regulation time, overtime. Um, he missed a couple, he missed one shot in overtime, but certain things happened. Um, but I want to get you guys' take on that game. I know Evan was was watching it. I don't know if Mark watched it, but yeah, I missed told, it. Yeah, but this is this is going to be the most controversial. This might be the most controversial thing I say on this on this episode. But Denver should have won that game in regulation, and here's why: because everybody knows when you up by three especially with a three-point shooter as talented as Damian Lillard on the court. You up by three, you foul. The Nuggets had three different chances at this. And every single time, what they do, just let Dame shoot. They let him shoot every time. Like, the game plan should be get the ball out of his hands, and Denver did nothing to do that. Yeah, like, honestly – yeah, like honestly, I didn't see the game, but from what it sounds like, if Damian Lillard dropped 55 points and like, you know, in double, like, you know, and the game went to like two overtimes and the team still lost, it just sound like sounds like his team was just playing like some trash and Damian Lillard was literally just like single-handedly, you know, like carrying the team the whole game. So it's like, yeah, you're probably right. Denver really should have won that game if like poor Lillard really wasn't playing that good overall. It just sounds like although, Denver was just although there, by there's, a, there's another factor okay. that people keep forgetting. Yusuf Nurkic fouled out, fouled out around the four-minute mark of the fourth quarter. So, like yeah. that right there, Ooh, that makes all the difference. So, Basically. so that right there impacted Denver's, like not Denver, sorry, 
Portland, Portland. Like Portland's ability to, to rebound the ball and their paint presence, which is vital when you're going up clutch. against a dude like, like you know, Jokic. Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like Nurkic is like the perfect matchup for like in the paint for uh, Jokic. So mm, I didn't know that. Yeah, but man, that's like a blow, honestly. Because even Damian Lillard, when I saw him, uh, I saw his uh, post game interview. Um, people were talking about like his performance and everything, but he said, "Look, that doesn't matter, you know, because like they lost at the end of the day, you know." He said, "None of that matters," and he was pissed. And you know, I can't blame him because that was like a vital game, honestly. And like Portland came up short, and that and I feel as though that game really determined the series. And now I feel as though Denver probably has this series, and Portland is like out of it. We're gonna see Damian Lillard. Shoot, who knows? If like the Portland loses this series this year. Who knows what Damian Lillard's future is going to look like in Portland, honestly. And shoot, wish you had more people to talk about this. But, yeah, that's something to talk about probably for another time. But, yeah, that's a tough loss, honestly. Well, I see. Uh, and, and, and I'm the same thing. Like, I hate – and I've said it with Bradley Bill. We've all said it about, about Bradley Bill. I hate it when players score over 50 points and the team loses. And Dame did all that he could. I'm gonna throw some numbers. It's for in vain. It's like it. Dame, Damian, Damian Lillard had probably the most efficient 50 point, 55 point game I've ever seen. He he has 50. He had 55 points on 17 of 24 shooting, made 12 of 17 threes. 12 threes being a playoff record. But what I also take away is three of. No, two of um the Nuggets starters had over 25 points. Jokic had 38 on 14 and 31 shooting. Michael Porter Jr. had 26 points on 10 of 13 shooting. It doesn't get more efficient than yeah, the thing with Fournier was the reason why his name got as big as it did is because for his whole career, he was just the best player on a bad team, on a on a series of bad magic teams. Like on his own, he he was never really all that. He was never really like supermax caliber. Yeah, I'm gonna just point about him. Point, you know, pretty much he's like pretty much much too much money. But we, this is like common in the NBA, honestly. Like seeing like players wanting too much money, honestly. So I'm not surprised about how much Evan Fournier wants. Yeah, for real. I mean, but is it really is it really too much money with like how the salary cap gets inflated every year? Because remember, Timothy Mozgov got like 16 mil. And I think that kind of just set the standard for for low-tier players getting getting over like $15 million a year. I mean, yeah, but the only way I see this ending with Fournier is somebody's going to massively overpay for him and instantly regret Yeah, I, I, and I kind of feel like that um, – I, I, I don't know if you're going to agree with me, Evan, but I feel like that with uh, Davis Bertans where – the Wizards gave him all that all that money, and he ain't he he ain't do nothing. When it counted, he ain't do nothing. Granted, he's hurt, but still, he ain't, he ain't do nothing when it counted. Naomi Osaka, who is the best tennis player in the world, man or female, um, she said that I think it's the French Open. Uh, she said that she would not attend press conferences after the matches because she's just not there mentally and she would like to just not do it. 
um, the French Open, and I think, uh, yeah, I think the French Open, people that run it, they uh, responded and they said that if she doesn't attend the press conferences, then she was going to get fined and or she would and she would get defaulted. I don't know what that means. Um, I can look it up. Basically disqualified. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, which is kind of messed up. Um, especially when she says that she's doing it for mental health reasons. Yeah, I just want to say that this is goes to show that these big organizations just go to show they don't look at some of these athletes. Some people don't look at athletes, as we pointed before, as human beings. They just look at them as like robots or just, you know, puppets because literally mental health is nothing to joke around with at all. And we've been like seeing it from time to time again. And it's just ironic how all of this is kind of happening right when, uh, you know, mental health uh mental health awareness month just ended um and now um like Naomi Osaka she's getting like criticized by like multiple organizations and everything like about you know like her not wanting to do like post-game uh interviews and she has legit reasons as to why and people don't want to understand why and they're making a big deal about it oh you know people feel like entitled saying that because she's gonna pay all this money and like she's entitled to do like which you know what we want to see her doing and everything just like you know satisfy us but at the end of the day it's really not even like that deep to me honestly if she doesn't want to do the like like press conference or like you know for, for certain reasons that shouldn't set the standard for like a whole bunch of athletes because some athletes actually like you know don't mind like doing like post-game like interviews and some athletes don't want to get fined all that money each time so yeah or like this is how it's being handled and how she's getting criticized is ridiculous honestly and uh that's why I like i uh, you know, that's why I respect Stephen A for what he said this morning because, you know, um, uh, or like not this morning, but um, yesterday because it marked four years since his mother uh, passed away and he said he didn't want to be there, but, you know, he had the job to do and like he actually wanted to speak on this because he understands how mental health works and how when his mother passed away, he was like really messed up and he hasn't been the same since. So like, he like really understands and that like was like a good take one like how as an example like of why she really doesn't want to do like uh like post-game interviews so yeah yeah and and I feel like like I, I understand like as an athlete part of your job is to talk to the media it's like yeah I mean yeah but at the same time yeah, right, right, right. Leads, yeah this I, leads I, to like a sense of entitlement by journalists, are like they, they feel like they feel like oh these athletes have to talk to me, they have to give me their time, they have to give me like give me sound bites every game. The issue with that is you they they set it up to make it feel like it's not the choice of the athlete, and and basically my whole thing is like if you don't want to talk, you shouldn't have to. Exactly. Like, like and if you feel like it, it'll be a detriment to your mental health and like you shouldn't be forced to do it because in reality here in dc we had a situation like that recently like with with um tj oshi right how after like after his dad passed away in that next game but like, in that next game he got a hat trick but then he declined to speak to the media but then there was another game like the next game he played against the philadelphia flyers right uh-huh. so that game he made himself available to the media but they did not ask one question about the game 
about that game. All of the questions were about that man's father. And because, and granted, TJ did answer those questions. And I'm not saying that, like, he shouldn't have. But I'm just saying, like, the passing of a loved one is a touchy subject. And some things, like, like some things are more important than a, than a stupid little soundbite, if I'm being honest. Exactly. So it's like, if, if he, like, so it's like, if these athletes have been in a similar position where, like, they have a family emergency or God forbid one of their loved ones passes away, they should not be forced to talk about it. And that's basically what these journalists are out there forcing them to do. And Naomi Osaka wasn't in this, in this particular situation, but a similar concept applies. Like if she's, if she's in a dark place mentally, like if you, if she's in a dark place mentally, you have to realize you're a journalist. Yes. But it is not your job to play therapist. Because in reality, your questions are just as liable to make the situation worse as they are to make it better. So do you really want to flip that coin just so you could write an extra sentence in your article? Because I, I don't think that's ethical. And like, I just took a class in media ethics, broadcast law and all of that. And, and I think it goes back to what we were saying about how we look at these players or how fans look at these players. You can also say the media looks at these players as animals, as robots, as puppets. You are here to do what we say or you or you uh, submit to or you submit to, to um, us. We have power over you when really they don't. What I was what I was getting to is that yeah, part of her job is speaking to the media, and that is and that is something that they that they that is like well yeah you gotta you know you are here to play tennis and to do this that and the fourth and yada 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 but you gotta go also go talk to these go talk to these people even when sometimes when you don't, when you don't want to. And I feel like if she says, look, I just, I will, like, I just won't do it. Then she, then she has that right. Especially if she gives an explanation on why she doesn't want to do it. Which really, I don't think she needed to do that. I think all I think her saying mental health reasons is all she needed is all she needed to to say. But people who who feel who 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 have that entitlement, who feel like she has to that she has to speak to me and this that and the fourth, you know, getting mad and they're coming and they're coming at her. So she felt like she had to say something. Um, and then she also said that she really dis like she really just like disqualified herself from the tournament because she didn't want to be a distraction. Because think about it, Serena played the other the the um other day. They didn't ask her about her win. They asked her about Naomi Osaka. Now, if anyone is to know 
what Naomi is going through, it's Serena because Serena went through it herself. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And Naomi has been getting has been getting constant criticism from from people for no reason ever since she beat Serena in that she same tournament. Does a few, nothing. A few, a few She's years the most ago. unproblematic, like you know, like athlete and celebrity, like we know today. Literally, the most unproblematic. It's like, what is there not to like about her? If you don't, if, if you like like about her, then something's wrong with you. Like you just don't probably feel good about yourself i don't know but yeah like what is it not to really fight i I don't i don't get it man it's weird naomi osaka literally got booed for beating her idol serena williams in the final of a major she would they were doing their uh little trophy ceremony where both where both players you know they 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 get their they get their uh first place and runner-up trophy and then they both address the crowd or the media or whatever and Serena and Serena talked and they were cheering for 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 um Serena. Serena got her second place trophy or whatever, which the second place trophy w- looks nicer than the first place trophy. I think it was Wimbledon. It was Wimbledon or the French or the French Open that they were that um that um they were that they were at. But um but then it was Naomi's turn and Naomi was just just getting the blues from everybody and it was to the point to where, to where Serena had to take the mic from, from Naomi and say, y'all need to stop. Like, this girl is, like, this girl is the real deal. She beat me fair and square. You, 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 you know, and when you look at Naomi Osaka, you watch her play and you see a young Serena. And Naomi is just the nicest, sweetest, most beautiful girl out there. But people just hated her for not being Serena, basically. Yeah, basically. And, and, that's, and, that's an, and that's an issue that we have, like in all of like in all of sports. And it's really the loudest when it gets to basketball, where where fans will straight up hate on a player, like on a personal level, just got that, like the stupidest reasons. Yeah. Like if if you if you really the fan it's of the game, honestly. Like if you really the fan of the game that you claim to be, then yes, you would like Serena Williams, but you would also like Naomi. Like I don't get what's so complicated about this. And yeah, really, and it's like it just sucks that, you, like we said before, you know, it's like these athletes are feeling like I mean, these not athletes, but you know, fans and media are just starting to feel so entitled about just like hearing what these athletes like have to say, you know, about their personal life. Sometimes it's like to the point where it's not even about like the game anymore. It's about like these personal questions of what goes on because what the media and what these blog pages like spew out and everything. So I guess it's like as journalists are like, oh, you know, the bigger the story, the bigger the bucks and all that. But it's just like, dude, really at this point, these that's why you see like an example of like a lot of these athletes and celebrities doing like, you know, just going through it and like or like having incidents where they may, you know, like like end up hurt or just like, you know, go off the deep end because after a while they only can take for so much and they like they're really going through it. You think, you know, oh, they have it good. They're making all this money and everything. They're like living a good life. But nah, man, mental health is like powerful and you never know what they're actually going through and what they're actually struggling with. It's like they could be battling demons and it's like they don't want to do anything to make it worse. Just respect that and respect the space, you know, people's space and everything. And that's one thing over the pandemic, especially over this past year, which has been like a struggle for a lot of people mentally. 
is like just respect people's space and everything and like give people time and that's what people need to give you know Naomi Osaka sometimes like she doesn't want to like do you know inter- like interviews like we're lucky we even seen her play the game because honestly she doesn't have to play tennis like really she wanted to she really could like take off and still be living good if she really wanted to but yeah she's lucky she's even like out here competing right now like who knows how much of a tour that's even taking on her mentally so yeah right. But have you noticed that whenever a player comes out and they talk about mental health and they talk about depression and they talk about anxiety, they get a lot of shit? Like, it's oh, but you make bro. millions of dollars. It pisses me off, bro. Like, it, bro like, but you make millions of dollars. Bro. Like, people but don't understand that, how, like, depression work, like, and that exactly. stuff works. And it blows exactly. me. It's like somebody, like, it's some of us, like, who actually, actually go through it. It's just like, bro, y'all really don't understand mental health at all. It's like money does not make happiness. Material things doesn't make happiness, bro. Like, it's really just, yeah, bro. Like, people just need to grow up, like, like open up their mind and, like, actually take time to understand mental health. Like, you know, it's just, like, sad how the stigma is still, like, oh, the more money you have, oh, why are you sad? Like, you have all this money in your bank account and everything. You can get anything you want. Why are you, like, sad or something like that? Or, like, okay, why are you so, mad? Like, whenever like, somebody bro, makes a comment like that, like, whenever bro, somebody makes stupid. a comment like that, along the lines of, Oh, but they make millions of dollars. That just lets me know right there. And notice how that they like have all lives they have no idea. That's all lives. No idea how depression actually works. They have no idea how it actually works because depression isn't just another word for sadness. Like depression is some days you wake up and you can't bring yourself to get out of bed. Depression mm-hmm. is some some days you will straight up skip meals. For the sole right. reason of you don't feel like talking to people, like depression, like depression is sometimes you like. I've I've heard some people with depression say they've gone days without bathing or brushing their teeth. Like depression is when you Let's can't bring that. yourself to do things that you normally love doing, and, that, and that's the saddest part about that. And again, like people really do be getting bullied every time, like athletes do be getting bullied every time they bring up depression because you remember back in the bubble, like Paul George and Danny Green admitted they were in dark places mentally. And, and I'm not surprised, the, bro. And the like, conversation, and, and, sure, and sure, the conversation that night was, oh, people, like, your friends might be going through it, check on your friends, da 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 But then the next day, what did these same people, what did these same people do the next day? They went right back to bullying Paul George, they went right back to bullying Dan Green, Danny Green. And Paul George is still day. getting it, too. Exactly. The right. only reason why Danny Green don't get it as much now is because he it's won. It's because he won. But right, exactly. and, and that's and that's and that's why I pull so hard for, for um Paul George. And I can see, like I can look at him and I can see that he's he's just trying to do too much because he's trying to prove something. And it's like you, bro. You don't need to prove anything. You know, like we get it. You was going through a dark. You was going through a dark time. And you, you know, a lot of people in the bubble during the pandemic was going through a dark time. Not that I'm not trying to say that to invalidate what was going, what was going on with them. But, but dude, like, like he, like what he doesn't realize is that him just pushing through that and continuing to play and he's still here and we still get to talk about him. He's playing tonight. 
and we and and we get to I think Paul George plays tomorrow actually. No, they play tonight. Yeah, so uh, there's four there's four game fives on uh to uh to um, Oh yeah, they to, do play tonight. tonight. My bad. They do play there's a double header on NBA TV and there's a double header on uh, TNT. But um, but yeah, like I I just think that Paul like Paul George just going out there and hooping, even though he didn't play his best basketball in the bubble, he didn't play his best basketball through through some instances in the regular season. But he's still going out and he's hooping and he's doing the best that he can. Like, like you've proven enough. You've proven that that you are that you are strong. And people keep trying to say that he's weak, saying that the Clippers are weak and this, that, and the fourth, and yada, 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 yada. Like, bro, like, come on now. That's counter, it's counterproductive. It's counterproductive. Um and I think the only person who really spoke out on their depression and didn't really get flack about it was Kevin was was um was um Kevin Love. Kevin Love was the only one that really didn't get a lot of pushback from it. And even like and even then, I feel like the reason why he didn't get that much pushback for it was. Because he's not, he was never like the star player of his team, but on, but at the same time, he was a household name. Like people know who he is. Like right. he he was in that sweet spot. Yeah, people from Burns were like holding him to like a higher standard. I would, as a player, I would say yeah. So I guess they were kind of like probably letting him, you know, just probably yeah, letting it go. Kind of sort of since Kevin Love wasn't really like a huge factor when like he came out about it on the team. Yeah. Oh no, he he was he was, but the thing is, when you think about them Cavs teams, it was always LeBron and Cole. I mean LeBron and Kyrie. And Kyrie, and Kevin yeah, Love not, was, yeah. Kevin, and Kevin Love, Love was like the third option. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's kind of like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But it just goes it just goes to show that people want to say that they care about mental health, and people want to say that. Oh, check on your friends, check on your family, tell people you love them. Blah, 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 blah. Shut up. Because you don't really care. And it's instances like the one with Naomi Osaka where it's like, it shows you don't really give a damn. Like, y'all only care about people's mental health when it benefits you, when you can get some type of benefit from it. Or you only care about people's mental health until it's too late. Sad truth, and, and I'm just tired person, of it. I'm like, you know, and that's why people just like it's just like sometimes it's like, fuck it, bro, you know, because yeah, it's just not genuine, like, you know, it's just like people just this fake caring, bro. It's really and, just ridiculous. And you like know? you and and like you said, Evan, depression isn't just sadness, it's just it's not just crying. Mm-mm. People can be like the, angry, people, too. yeah, you can be angry, angry. There can be times me, where you yeah, cannot want to get up out of bed. There are times where I've been depressed and I literally could not get out, did not want to get out of bed. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to speak to anybody. And when I say I didn't want to get out of bed, like I wasn't brushing my teeth. I wasn't showering. None of that. And, it, and, and it's real. 
and it takes a toll and it takes a huge toll. And I can sit here and say, yeah, tell the ones, tell people that you, you, you know, that you love them. But see, see, that part is true. That part is true. Yeah. But basically we just asking you to keep that same energy when nobody, when nobody, like even when nobody's trying to take their own life. Just be like, just be kind. Like, and, 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 and people don't understand that just being kind. If you give someone, if you, if, if you go to the grocery store and you go to the cashier and maybe the cashier is having a very bad day and they ring you up and you give them a smile and you ask them how you say, hello, how are, you know, how are you doing? And you just give them like a, a little bit of positivity that does, that does a lot as someone that, that, and I know Mark can, can, can definitely attest to this when you have a customer just come up to you and they're kind of, and they're just very friendly and they're like, and they're like, Hey, how are you? And they give you a nice, you know, a nice little smile. And maybe they give you a little compliment too. It goes a long way, especially if you've had a long day and you've been dealing with customers that just be about bullshit. Yeah, for real. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. It goes to show it's like people just have common courtesy, you know, just common respect. You know, it's not saying be all friendly, friendly, all, you know, like in your face, man, all buddy, buddy. But it's just like, yeah, just simply just be cool. You know, just have common respect. That's all. Yeah, man, it goes a long way. Just common manners. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's just like, you know, have a nice day. Yeah, bro. I've learned this lesson several times over that you really have no idea how big of an impact you have on on somebody else's lives. Like it could be somebody you know your whole life or somebody you just walking past on the street. You have no idea how big of an impact you have. And that's why you should always be nice to people. Like even like even if you don't get anything out of out of it in return. But that's and 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 I don't understand why like these days just being rude to people is so it's like it's what's the word like it's I, for like a better words it's like it's romanticized and we've talked about it a lot on this on on this on this podcast is being rude and nasty to people it's like people it's just it's just it's just romanticized bro i don't even know what else to say about it it's just and it's ridiculous people just want to be shitty people for no reason whatsoever Yeah, it's like people like idolize on being like, you know, just like rude, toxic and stuff like that. It's like very weird, weird. And like I say, and like I always say a lot, I kind of like blame social media for it too, because I see a meme that says uh, social media has made people like comfortable with dis- saying disrespectful bull stuff about being, you know, like punching the mouth. And not getting know. punched in the face about yeah, it. That, that's right. And I feel as though, yeah. And we've been seeing acts of it where like people tried in person it's gone like terrible and everything. And yeah, like people just like lack common like morals and manners and everything. So it, I just really don't get it. It's like society just seems like it's just going backwards. Honestly, it's like this generation of like just especially young people, like kids and everything. It's like what's going on with like parenting and stuff because it all starts in the households. And who knows, parents these days, man, this young generation of parents, it's like they need to do better. Like honestly, just I don't know. It's really sad. It really is. I know one thing. I 
am not, I will not have it for my son to sit here and just cash up these random women's out here, hundred dollars just because they're pretty. I ain't gonna have them do that simp shit. <laughs> we we gonna, will not have uh, it. We will not have it all. I said we will not have it all. Future one one. Future Vandross has entered the chat. <laughs> oh man, nah, for real though. Like, yeah, invest in yourself. That's the point he's trying to make. Like, really, man, invest in yourself. <laughs> Ooh. All right, all right, all right. So here's some. All right, so here's some. Uh, so we get this. We get the sports out the way. You know? Um, Ooh, that was a good hour and a half. What is, is y'all's bet? Yeah, we did spend a lot of time on sports. Yeah, dang. Yeah. Guys, I apologize. It's all good. <laughs> but, um, what is y'all's best summer memory? Hmm, best summer memory. Alcoholic or non-alcoholic, because it's two different ways I can answer. It don't yeah, matter. Honestly, it yeah, don't that can matter. go both ways. Because like, a kid or like, yeah, I probably let Evan go first on this one. I want to hear what y'all guys say. <laughs> I mean, probably for me, it's like going back to summer camp and my days as as a Boy Scout, because like my troop was always rolling in them joints like thirty deep. Oh yeah, <laughs> and like you always knew attest. exactly what time <laughs> it was when we stepped on the scene, man. I miss those days. Yeah, I was just about to say, you know what? I can say, yeah, you know, as a, yeah, my scouting days. And, yeah, Darian, he can, uh, like, probably, like, uh, talk about this, too. You know, like, we used to go on these trips during the summertime, these getaways. It used to be, like, actually, like, fun, you know. And probably uh, it was this place called Camp Goshen because it was, like, different from any other camping trip. Because we didn't Goshen was the worst. Bruh, Goshen was, like was the worst. Imagine being like a, like a bruh. Imagine being kind of like a and like training bruh? or like a maybe like a I want to say like a boot camp, but it's like a whole week getaway. So you're there for like from Sunday to like yeah Sunday through I think next Sunday actually yeah because you leave on Sunday morning and you don't leave till like the next Sunday morning. So yeah, it's a whole week and you're just out there in the woods. There's barely like any inside places. Pretty much just like. You're surviving, like you're a true scout out there. You go out there, you know, you have to get your uh like merit badges and everything, do all the activities. There's other like activities to do though, but it's just like a lot of just like put it like this. You're not like a nature person, don't go out there because it is different. Like I would say, um if you're not a nature person, scout story, is not for you, period. Yeah, bro. Because that's like, basically all you do. Storms, bro. Yeah, that's hey, like Mark, the biggest thing. Hey, Mark, I know you remember them damn flying grasshoppers. Bro, that's another one. Bro. The grasshoppers, <laughs> the animals, the weather, the species, but the grasshoppers—they were like different. It's like literally, those—they were just like literally. You thought the cicadas were bad? Those things would look like fly right beside you, bro. And like, bro, just, like you couldn't see them because they only you. came out at night. Yeah, it's like mad creepy. I'm just like, what in the world? And while scout nah, passed and everything, you just pick them up like there was nothing. I'm just like, have bro, y'all ever search? like? Have y'all ever gone into? <laughs> have y'all ever gone in one of them tents where like they set it up for you? Like y'all had them towards the ocean, right? They set the tents up for you. Yeah, yeah. It's like you ever go up. into one of them tents and like the second you look up, it's a big ass spider just chilling there. Oh. Yes, bro. Yes, bro. <laughs> Some bugs, like, like anything can go inside like, them tents. No, nothing will make remember, your heart <laughs> drop quicker than that, though. No, I'm just happy it wasn't one of the people. I remember one of our uh, the people who are in our troop, bro. They it was like I think a possum or a raccoon in one of his. I'm just like. I'm just happy like that wasn't an art tent, bro. That would have like I, that would have blew me, bro. Like it was an incident where like literally it was like a raccoon like in there like like one time at night oh nighttime 
This one just like ran out as soon as he opened it up. I was like, see, this is why exactly why I made sure my food was like stashed away and everything. I didn't leave food out. Cause you left food out in your tent. The woods, like, come on, bro, you should set yourself up for failure. Like, as a scout, you should know, you should they they should know better than that and everything, bro. Like, you cannot like just have like food crumbs just laying around, bro. It was like crazy. And like, mind you, the, not just the animals, the weather, bro. Like literally, we should be like, out. like bro, you leave like food out and every bro. animal in the forest is pulling up on you. Oh, of like, course. I'm yeah, talking, bro. I'm talking bears, raccoons, possums, mice, everybody. Thank God it wasn't bears on. around that area. Praise the Lord. We, it was not we bears ain't never have a pro- we ain't never have a like my troop ain't never have a yeah. problem with this, but we did hear stories. Like bro, yeah, like bro, like the bears, that's like my biggest fear. I ain't gonna hold you, but thank goodness, like we never had like a bear issue. Every other animal we probably seen. Bears you know, turned out to, like bears turned out to be <laughs> my biggest irrational fear about like about going in the woods because it turns out they they do live in the woods but they are they are deep in the woods. Dog. They do like, not mess. Cut. Yeah, that's like, the thing like, about bears. Like, like, they, they, do not mess yeah. with, they do not mess with people at all. So it's like yeah. we never. Mm-hmm. I don't think we ever really saw like saw a bear like while we was camping. Yeah, you go to show one, like, you think about it when, like, you capture bears, like, on TV, like, Nat Geo and stuff. They go, like, deep out in the woods to get footage of them. So, yeah, goes to show, like, when people see them, they usually always, like, grow deep out in the woods, like, you know, in the boonies and stuff. But, yeah, it goes to show, goes to show it's, like, deeper areas of, like, you know, these campsites we go to because not only were the campsites were deep in the woods, but it was, like, forest beyond that. So, yeah, that was, like, some memorable summers, I would say, was, like, my scouting days for sure when it comes to, uh, that I mean, I like I could. We'll talk about that. Man, that's like a whole thing. That's like a whole other topic. My group used to play. Son, we went hard in them joints. <laughs> we was going hard every game. But no, nah, that used to be lit. Them kite. No, no, not kite. But white water rafting. White water rafting was lit, bro. Like I don't know if uh, Darian was with me that one trip, but the white water rafting, bro. Nah, I was in up in Pennsylvania. Yeah, bro, that joint. It, it was it was fun. Kind of scary. Don't get me wrong. Scary as hell though. But that's what we're gonna like when the the you know, of course, level one. I'm just like, I can't believe people do go on like the roughest part of this stuff. Like, are these people like okay in the head? Are you suicidal, bro? Because <laughs> like, what in the world is like? Like, honestly, when a boat got stuck on the rocks, I'm just like, I was scared for my life. But luckily, we had like the pros around and everything to make sure we're all good. I'm just like, yeah, it was. Luckily, it was always like four of us a boat and everything. I think like four person per like a boat. But yeah, that was like another little cool thing was the white water rafting. I used to do some daredevil stuff back in my scouting days for sure. But yeah, but the, that was like a nice little spot in Pennsylvania. I forgot which part of Pennsylvania that was in. It was like if the name of the park is like right into my tongue. This is a real popular spot. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the name. I think that's the name. Yeah, yup, yeah, yup. A good spot. A lot of people know about that spot. All them, yeah, all them, all them damn hills. Mm. And bro, our tent was sweet too. We had like this huge tent that compared like they 10 people, sweet. bro. It was, it was, it was, yeah, was sweet. I even go home. It was you. a nice little place. It had like little, like, little, uh, I think it had like little ski lifts or something like that. It, it was like a nice little features over there, like nice little things to do. Lou was like good, like nice little spots, like to buy stuff. You know, of course, like cook your own food, like bring your food to, uh, over the campfire. But yeah, it's a cool little uh, getaway spot for a weekend. Yeah, if you like camping, you know, wise. And like the white water rafting, that joint. Yeah, that was like. A cool little experience, like, who knows? I get to experience it again, though. If I ever do, you know, those activities again, probably one day in the near future. 
Um, yeah. Yo, I'm not gonna hold you. Like, if if scouting's still around when I have kids, my kids are going to be scouts. Oh, yeah, my, my kids life. are going honestly, to be scouts, and I'm gonna be one of the parents go, to go on every scouts, camp. Bro, no. It prepares you for life in general, bro. Like, honestly, because some of those like stuff I learned from scouts, you still apply it, man. Nah, but, nah yeah. and it's like, and it's like when them when them kids like start like start getting into mischief, I'm gonna just be off to the side, like, nope, nope, just just <laughs> let, just let this play out. This is how they learn. Just let <laughs> just let this situation play out. Hmm. Yeah. But um, all right. So y'all gave y'all wait, Mark. You gave yours, right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like with the uh, scouting things. I wasn't gonna go. I could go all about like you know my uh, adult summer days, but that's like those. I'll take too long. It's already like an hour and a half. Man, shout out to fifteen, huh. but yeah, bro. We was yeah. It's like. Man, hey, shoot, shout out to 450. You know, the Scorpions. 450, what time is it? The Scorpions. Shoot. <laughs> hey, but, bro, what's really called the Scorpions? But, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say the scouting days, scouting days were fun. But I think my best summer, like, my best summer, it was kind of, it was kind of, it was kind of up and down. But I would say summer 2019. Because and if Sanford was here, he would he he could he could attest. I was in this thing called a DMV Anime Club, and when I tell you I was on moves every weekend, and each one of those moves were lit. Like, I mean, we going to we going to clubs, we going to we going to restaurants, we going we we having cookouts out out in uh, the Tidal Basin, out in uh, Haynes Point. Um, they going like they like they went to they went to a couple of uh, anime cons, but just going out to brunches and this that and the fourth and just and just having like little random moves, bro, and meeting new people and just being cool with these with these with these people, bro. Like it was a really good summer to to just just to really get out there. What I will say, and I've said it like a thousand times on this on this uh, podcast, I went out a lot that 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 um summer, and I would like to say I got in trouble basically, you know, after each and every last one of those moves. So it was so it was like with every outing, with every outing that I had. <laughs> There was bullshit Crazy. that ensued after it, but you know mm-hmm. what? I didn't regret it at all. It was okay. fun. Um, the people, the people was the people was cool. Um, it was it was it was just it was just nice. I would say I would say that's my favorite summer memory. It's just going out and just experiencing stuff with those with those groups with that group of people. Um. Yeah. So, my honorable uh, mention though, Caps twenty eighteen Stanley Cup run. Yes. Oh. Yes. That was late. That, that was, was a summer though. Bro, I posted some on bro. my. I posted some on uh. My, on my man, lit, bro. Oh my gosh, bro. Like that. That that was like lit, bro. <laughs> the city was just popping out holes like yeah, summer. Yeah, bro. But um, next. I can't wait to make moves in DC again. I just I can't wait to say that this summer, bro. I just can't wait to like go back down to DC. Or bro, it's been a minute <laughs> now that it open again. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But next uh quick fire 
question, who would you put on your DMV Mount Rushmore in terms of music? Hmm. I don't know, bro. This is a hard one. First one got to be Chuck Brown. Yup. I was going to say Chuck Brown. Yeah, I was just thinking like hip hop wise, but yeah, Chuck Brown for sure. Go go, we should and then, yeah, um, Chuck Brown. And then I mean, if we if we gonna go into like, it's probably I'm probably gonna have to put somebody modern on here. So Shy Glizzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can say that. Yeah. And it's then who like else? Say depends on your preference when it comes to this. I don't know. I, I mean, really don't um, have like much of a mouth brush more honestly. When like, it comes to, like since, since they dropped one thing, since they dropped one thing, remember it's that one thing that got me tripping. That song, she on she on uh, there. Ashanti, Ashanti, yeah, Ashanti, Ashanti. Oh, she was on. And then who would be that fourth one? Who would be that fourth? Uh, probably um, new edition. New edition from. I mean, no impressions. No, no impressions. My bad. No, no impressions. That's what I meant to say. All right, Mark. Mark, you go ahead. I'm going I'm to uh, go last. Okay, so my Mount Rushmore, I say maybe. Oh, wait, Chuck. no, no, no. Rare Essence. Rare oh. Essence. My bad. That, that's what I meant. Rare Essence. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So my Mount Rushmore. Oh, so now I'm talking about, yeah, we're talking about all genres. Oh, this could be a little bit easier. Okay. So my Mount Rushmore, I'll put down uh, Chuck Brown for a one. Um, Marvin Gaye for sure. Uh, yeah, for a fact, you know, some Southeast, you know, shout out to Marvin Gaye. I forgot Gaye, about man. him, no. Yeah, man. like, yeah, because nah, I was thinking all genres now. Marvin Gaye. Marvin uh-huh. Gaye's the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll put Shock Lizzie on there for sure. Like, uh, who else? Who else would I put on there? You know, as honorable mention, you know, okay, of course, I'll put Wale on there too. I give Wale his credit because in his MMG, in his, uh, MMG days and everything in the early 2000s, yeah, Wale, 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 he was Wale do deserve it. to be on there. Yeah, like he Wale definitely was dropping Wale do deserve to be on there. And everything and everything, but, you know, he does control, but now nah, back in the early, like, you know, 2000, he definitely, was, like, early 2010s, he definitely was making hits, like, making vibes and everything. So, you know, music-wise, like, you can listen back at it. He was definitely making good quality music. Then, no, hip-hop was in, like, a better state to me back then, a decade ago anyway. So Wale, for sure, and uh, yeah, that's what I put down. Yeah, I put. I said Chuck I Brown, still say Wale Marvin Gaye. Verse on no hands. Mm. Oh yeah, for he sure. Wale yeah. had the he had the best yeah, verse on no hands. You can't tell me different. Like that song. Like listen to Wale, no hands versus like basically listens to uh Shy Glizzy's verse when I uh uh other song. What's that other song that dropped? Um, with Gold Link and Shy Glizzy. When Shy Glizzy's verse is like pretty much crew. made the whole song lit. Yeah, crew. Yup. It's like him and uh, that verse. Money that verse all around me. Yeah, when Shaq Lizzie's like verse I'm comes in, that's the part everyone like listens to and wait. Yeah. But yeah, that's not my verse more. Chuck Brown, uh, Marvin Gaye, uh, Wale, and uh, Shaq Lizzie. Yeah, that, that's a solid Mount Rushmore. Like, I, I think yeah, that might be DMV wise. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I think me and Mark have just about the same ones. I, I got Chuck Brown. I got Chuck Brown, Glizzy, Wale. And uh, rare essence. Mm, See, look, I'm, t- I'm telling you, I'm telling y'all, rare essence was one of the OG bands. A lot of people not hip, <laughs> like honestly. No, more people need to be up to rare essence because I mean, y'all, everybody know the words to overnight scenario. That was yeah, rare that essence. one. Oh yeah, everybody that was know the words essence. to that yeah, song. Right. That's like they need to get hip to more of their songs though. Like that's like probably like outside of that song, you know. 
for like non like casual, you know what I'm saying? Like the casual vocal listeners, they probably don't know about like the other songs, like because you know it's like some good songs, like besides like the main hits we hear. Like honestly, because sometimes it is like hard to find like go-go songs, you know, like sources like to listen to it though. But if you go like on uh like I think certain apps, you know, like SoundCloud, that's why a lot you can find like a lot of the uh, songs besides YouTube and everything. You just want to like you know check out more of the songs stuff like that. There's like different apps out there, yeah, for sure. But all right, all right, all right. And so, um, our I guess it's our last topic. We're getting towards getting towards two hours. Um, yeah. almost eight o'clock. Um, yeah, it's almost eight. That's the, the right now. The different. Let's talk about the different elements of social media like the different sides of it like like you know you got like i'm saying like you got your your like how do they all correlate i guess like how are they all like how are they all different like talking about like nba twitter uh, music twitter um i'm using twitter because that's what all of us use um it's like the main they, like social, they all correlated because they all like they all correlated because it's like whatever you do, you don't like you do not want to be wrong. You do not want to be in the wrong because you will get dragged. Like you don't want to be caught in 4K pretty like, much. Like you will get you, do not like, want to be you will get dragged relentlessly. And they're also related in how you can't tell nobody nothing. Like, at I, all, but I, it's I like really, talking to a brick really wall, bro. Like, that's why I don't I say really much. I really don't be trying. I really don't even be trying to start arguments with people on Twitter no more because it's basically like I already know for a fact you're not going to listen to a word I say, so you got it. Bro, it's like you're not going to get nowhere. Then the days like you're sitting, people sitting behind a phone screen and everything. You're probably never going to see. Probably don't know what they even look like half the time because some people don't want show their face behind their page and everything. It's like, and plus you're sitting behind a phone screen, you're literally getting, you're probably saying stuff that never would say in person to you in person. So it's just like, bro, at the end of the day, all this is going to be irrelevant probably like two hours from now. So it's just like, bro, it's like the sides of like social media and everything. I don't want to give my time and energy arguing, you know, trying to even like get to these points because it's nothing but like negativity. And it's like, bro, I'm having a good day. I don't have time to say negativity and just having all these, you know, controversial topics change my mood. So I just choose to ignore it sometimes. That's what I've been doing a lot of times. When I see certain topics on Twitter, I just like literally just ignore certain threads and stuff. I see, I'm just like, all right, bro, you know, this is just an app at the end of the day. I just ignore it sometimes. When I see certain sides of Twitter, like uh, sports Twitter, or like say music Twitter, or like celebrity Twitter, stuff like that, I like say some ignorant, like, like maybe when it, when it comes to sports stuff, Twitter, specifically NBA like, Twitter, like the phrase NBA plus minus makes, makes, makes me want to stay long. I swear, bro, like, like that NBA phrase Twitter, alone like, makes me, I love like, basketball so much, but NBA Twitter, bro. Because I mean, like it's, worse, it's like, look, honestly. look, the, like the, the whole kill with like NBA Twitter, like they'll use like they'll use plus minus in an argument for, for people that don't don't know. Plus minus is basically how many points your team scores when when you like with you on the floor versus on how many floor. points the other team scores with you on the floor. Also, so like, yeah, floor. Yeah. but like NBA, like but like NBA Twitter, some t- at some points they'll treat that as like the most important stat on the box score. But then at other points, they'll just turn around like that and look at it like it don't even matter. And they're and it's like that for every like for every other topic, really. Especially since this is a hot issue right now with Damian Lillard and whether or not he should leave Portland. Like they these people try to push Damian Lillard out of Portland, try to push Bradley Beal out of DC. And previously they did try to push um Devin Booker out of 
out of Phoenix. But the whole fact about this is they know for a fact they would be mad if these players ended up leaving to create super team. Mm -hmm. My issue with social media is, uh, as you just put, you can't, like you, I mean, of course, it's just in life, you can't please everybody. You just can't. It's impossible, but it's okay. Um, my issue is everybody act like they know everything. No one wants to learn anything. No one wants to be wrong about anything. Everyone wants to be right. Everyone wants to say, this is what happened. This is what I see that that um, happened. This is my perception of what happened. And since it's my perception, it's reality. And that's really just not the case, especially when it's a situation that you really don't know about. And it's also like the facts can be put, again, right in front of you. You can say that the sky is blue and someone will be like, um, no, the sky is definitely black. You, you're definitely blah, 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 blah. Or you can say that you like, you can say that you like Sprite over orange soda and then someone's going to get mad at you and say, well, what do you have against orange soda? It's getting, it's getting ridiculous. Um, it's like a bunch of little kids arguing, bro. It's so stupid. And, it's like, and bro, oh, with, you don't agree with me. Like, what? And <laughs> with NBA Twitter, sports Twitter in general, like, you cannot, like, I cannot say how, talk about how great Damian Lillard is without someone trying to think that I'm diminishing Steph Curry. Like, as if you're only allowed to like one player in the league. And, I like, can't, and like, liking this player means that you must hate everybody else. But it kills me. It's like you can't show appreciation for everybody. It's like you got to be biased on social media, and that's what makes it toxic. It's like you have to be biased towards a certain group. It's just, like, so stupid, bro. Like, I can't sit here and say that Josh, that aside from Patrick Mahomes, the next great young quarterback is Josh Allen and not have people think that I'm shitting on Lamar on Lamar on on uh, Lamar Jackson. And it's just it, it just it just suck it, it it's sucky and it's sad. But um so we got that out the way. Last and final topic. Um, something that I just want to throw in here because my mom and my sister was talking about it like right before the podcast started. I said, I'm going to ask the guys. Um, how do y'all feel about women wearing bonnets in public? Y'all really have a... Bro, I've really seen that tweet. A, I literally do It's it like 50... Bro, like... Yeah, yeah, if like, you okay, want to wear the like, bonnet, honestly, wear the bonnet. Yeah, honestly, like, look, I'm not a woman, so it's just like... You know, I, I can't, I guess I can't really speak when it was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm a guy, but, you know, I see Snoop Dogg do it, you know, unapologetically, 
So, hey, I mean, he rocks his man bonnet, you know, if you want to wear a bonnet, man, I, I, word, you know, really it's like, you know, African-Americans do it is like really deep in African-American culture. Some people groove it, some people don't. If you think it looks tacky, okay, if you, you're able to rock it and it doesn't look tacky, you're doing it because you want to be comfortable and you just, you know, out in a rush or just maybe just in and out the house real quick, then okay, man, do it. I'm not judging you. It's just a bonnet. It's not that deep to me. It's like, it's like you're wearing a bonnet to like a, like, you know, a job interview or something like, so like, you know, a, a church service or something. I'd be doing that. Then I'm gonna look at you like, all right, what, what's going on with you? You walk in wearing a bond interview and sound like a job interview. It's just like, what the hell, bro? <laughs> like, imagine like the, the, boss, the boss is looking at you like this, but it's just like, I don't know. I, I really don't care that much. It's not even that deep. It's just yeah. funny seeing people arguing in Instagram comments. Instagram comments, bro, could be some of the funniest, honestly, besides Twitter replies. But yeah, oh, like people really typing whole paragraphs, bro, about it. Oh, oh, like yeah. in re in reality, a bonnet serves the same purpose as a do rag, and how they're both meant to protect your hair. So yep. if mm -hmm. if it's okay to wear a do rag in public, it's okay to wear a bonnet in public. You're not it's calling that. that you don't see people calling do rags tacky. Only because my do people are accepting do rags because like it got trendy from social media and stuff. Like people saw this whole do rag trend and everything. No, do rags like, trendy before social media. They were trendy yeah, before social I mean, media. No, yeah, it's, I mean, it's I always that. Like no, it that. came back though. I mean, oh yeah, but it came kind of came back though to like with the do rags though. But no, like, not I mean, really, me, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't wear do rags anyway. I don't care. I always wear my hair out. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I don't even wear that shit anyway. But yeah, it, and, but my point is just like you know, if you want to rock it, bro, like pretty much yeah, keep the same energy for do rags. Like if you have a problem with people wearing bonnets, okay, like keep the same energy with the do rags. You don't see people. You know, men getting like you know like bashing everything with the do rags and stuff like that, having this whole controversial topic about them wearing in the public because you see people, men doing it all the time. You even see people at work. Some of my coworkers be wearing do rags sometimes. Like at work, it's like you don't see them talk about it. Just one of my coworkers be wearing like this colorful do rag or whatever. It's like you know, shoot, like you don't see people talking about that. Anybody say anything about that? So it's like, yeah, bro, okay, just yeah, just do what you do, man. You know, I don't judge others, like. Yeah, I, I, I specifically, I specifically don't care. Um, my sister was getting mad about it because she was because she was like, "Well, bonnets are made to be worn in, in the house and yada yada." I'm like, "Yeah, but these 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 days, you can't tell nobody nothing." So. It's gonna be a big argument if you yeah, want to take so offense. It, you know, so you know how sensitive people are these days. So, so, uh, to, yeah. So to me, so to me, it's like I don't have time. <laughs> it's like do. if they want to wear they if they want to wear their bonnets out to 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 the grocery store to get you know to get you know to get some to get some bread, then by all then by all means do it. I'm. This is gonna be how you're doing. Keep it moving. I'm gonna go on about about my business anyway. I ain't worried about you. Like I like like I'm not worried about you enough to where I gotta sit here and be like, why is she wearing that out the out the out the uh, house? Cause I, I don't really care. All right. I don't you know I don't I don't really give a damn. Yeah, it's like not like you're when it's like a special event or something like that. It's right. like fur. No, <laughs> like, no, no. If you wearing it to you, you know, if you going, if you going, if you going to work wearing a bonnet, then I'm gonna look at you like, all right, bro, what is you doing? Yeah, that's different, bro. If you going, if you going to work 
you go into like you're going out out like you're going like you're going out and you going out on the town um and you weren't and you weren't and you weren't a bonnet but if you just going like say if you just stepping out the house for, for like a for like a hot second and you wearing a bonnet like all right cool the only the only time where i would kind of look at someone crazy and I, I won't even say look at someone crazy but like oh that's weird is if say i'm going to like applebee's or something and then the girl walk in wearing wearing a bonnet like oh yeah, that would be different. Okay. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, like a little, yeah, a little venue place, like a special, like yeah, certain like yeah, just it's just like oh, okay. But at the end of the day, it's how you doing. Keep it moving. I'm just going about my business. You do you. Like yeah. I ain't like I ain't really gonna have. I don't really have much to say about it. it but I just wanted to know y'all takes on. It. I figured y'all wouldn't really give a damn. But yeah, honestly, not really. People just need to mind their business. Put it like that. Yeah. Okay, in that. <laughs> Yeah, like that. but but you but but you know again going back to the social media thing where you go against something and they just it's just like this people make these whole think pieces about everything. Yeah, it has to be a whole controversial topic. Where, just where it's, where, people talk about. Where, where now where now it's like you don't care about black women if you don't support women wearing bonnets out. Out in public, so they make everything about race and everything, like everything about like race and just like bruh, like they make it deeper than what it has to be. I'm like, really? It's like, what is how does that how in the world that a bonnet equate to like not caring about black women? Like, really, bruh? Come on, it's like, y'all, because people like, be rich. Well, now, well, now, well, nowadays, nowadays, people like we're so racially, like, racially sensitive now that it's like almost everything has a deep racial undertone now. Yeah, for real. But I, I, I just mind my business. I try not to get into it. Um, And with that, guys, that is the show. Um, that is... Good, good discussion it's today. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good talks, guys. Good talks. Good talks. Um, it's the three of us. Hold it down, you know. Yeah, you know. Um, shout out to Sanfa, man. <laughs> shout out, shout out, shout out, Sanfa. Um, shout out, I'm I think what? That's what Sanfa usually be saying. Shout out, Entanglement Chat. Oh yeah, shout out, Entanglement Chat. Um, I do want to say something about that Uno game that we played yesterday. I would <laughs> like to say Sanfa is a hoe. Okay. Sanford is a hoe for winning. I, I swear Sanford won like three, four straight. He did because, though, bro. It was because, so fluke. I'm like, because he was when, down, like he was losing to like, yeah. Because, when, wins, because when you popped in, me and CC both had no, I think I had three and CC had two. I did not win. No. I had two, CC, CC had three. I won one. CC won, 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 and then Sanford just went on a fucking tear. Yeah, like out of nowhere. It's like how? And I would just like to say that's that Sanford is a that Sanford is a hoe. <laughs> and he can sit here and talk about how he had been getting a hold all day. I don't care. You still a hoe. <laughs> but um, shout out Entanglements chat. Um, shout out to all. Shout out to all y'all. 
Um, shout out to our first and last time listeners. Um, again, thank you for the support. If you like it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If you don't like it, we don't exist. <laughs> Go read a book or something. Fuck off. Um, Go start like a CRN but, or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Go, yeah. Go, 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 go do some hot girl shit. Um, <laughs> hope y'all have a blessed week. Um, have a blessed week. And go Wizards. And go Sixers, you know. Yeah. It's crazy. 53 51 right Wizards now. right now. Yeah. Already just scored. Oh, no. Bill throw. made a free throw. 54 no, no, 51 now. Um, My TV a little behind, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> and that's how we will end it on a good note with that.